You're listening to Horizon Radio. This is a very uh, highly structured program. Every minute is basically scheduled out. They don't leave the pod. All their treatment is provided to them in that unit because it is considered a residential treatment center. The Tennessee Department of Corrections and Horizon Health are working to make a difference. West Tennessee State Prison is one of the first few residential treatment centers for incarcerated patients affected by opioid addiction. Today's episode features Mental Health Administrator Nikova Bursi. She shares with us some of the work that went into the establishment of the pilot program in Tennessee. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Horizon Radio. I have with me today Nakova Bursi, Behavior Health Administrator from West Tennessee Penitentiary. Nakova, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're excited to get to speak with you. It seems that West Tennessee Penitentiary has been doing a lot of great work around the opi- opioid crisis, and it looks like it was an initiative of the former governor of Tennessee, Bill Haslam, in an effort to combat the opioid crisis that we have here in the United States, especially here in the state of Tennessee where we're recording. Could you speak to us a little bit more about the program, Nakova? Sure. So as you stated, our program was the brainchild of our former governor to combat our major issue with opioid addiction in the state. Uh, They were finding that lots of the offenders who were coming into intake were testing positive for opiates, and so they felt like they wanted to set up a program to kind of grab those guys as soon as they come into the system. And thus, our program was developed. Uh, It's the Men's Recovery Center. And what's unique about our program, of course, other states and other facilities have therapeutic community-type programs, but this program is specifically to combat opioids. Uh, The primary criteria to get into this program, you have to have an addiction to an opioid. And offenders are screened upon intake for that. That is so interesting. So every time an offender comes in and get, goes through booking, and if they do show signs from your screening of opioid addiction, that they are automatically assigned to this men's residential center. Is that correct? Actually, they're uh, automatically referred. Uh, we Got it. As soon as they're screened at intake. And here we have a team that reviews those referrals to ensure that they meet criteria for the program. Uh, we look at disciplinaries. We look at their history. We look at their TICA, uh, their scoring on their screening, and we take all that into account and to see if they're a good fit for our program. So I guess the main idea of this program is you want people that can function well in a group setting that probably won't act out and are comfortable sharing and potentially recovering from their addiction. Um, I'm, I'm sure that that screening process is pretty lengthy because you do want this to be a success because I did uh, understand that it's the first in Tennessee. Is that correct? Correct. That's super exciting. Oh, yeah. And the screening, like you said, is very extensive. We look at everything from their gang affiliation, past treatment history. If they were amenable to treatment then, uh, we take a lot of things into account. And our team is actually made up of not just our treatment employees, but we also have members of security on that team. We have licensed alcohol and drug counselors on that team. Our program manager it plays a really big role uh, on that team, and that's Ms. Bullock. And then we have other staff members who all kind of sit around, the unit manager, who all have input on that. 
What does a day look like in that recovery process? Is it all scheduled out, you know, certain hours of the day? Um, is it a, is it an ad need, at need basis or how does that look? Yes, it's a very uh, highly structured program. Every minute is basically scheduled out. They don't leave the pod. All their treatment is provided to them in that unit because it is considered a residential treatment center. So they have groups all day long. They have a morning meeting. Lots of different components to the program, but it's all highly structured. And how many, is this program one-sided? It's obviously the treatment is a huge, uh, huge piece of this. And what happens uh, when they do, you know, finally get, get fully treated? Is there, is there something that happens at the end, you know, some sort of celebration or how, how does that work? Yes, we do have graduations uh, once they complete the program. The program is approximately 9 to 12 months. So uh, once they complete that program, we do have a, a graduation celebration. And then from there, we decide that next level of treatment. That is awesome. What is, what does the next level of treatment, what is that? Okay, so the next level of treatment, um, we also offer outpatient services. And in those outpatient services, they are offered aftercare. They are offered intensive outpatient if we feel like they need a little bit more. We have regular outpatient, and then an added component of our program is the family reunification. Oh, wow. Can you tell me more about the family reunification? Sure. Uh, it's a very unique part of our program, and it's probably one of the most exciting pieces. It's also very new, state-of-the-art. We're the only institution in the state that has that program. The family reunification allows the offender to receive services, counseling, individual therapy, group therapy, to get them ready to rejoin with their families on the outside. The very unique part about our program that's different from other programs is that we also provide individual therapy for the family while that offender is incarcerated. And all of that, uh, our goal is to work toward family sessions. And so we also will provide a full family session where the family comes in with the offender and our family reunification therapist actually facilitates those sessions. But that is very emotional. I'm sure that there's a lot of good moments that you've probably seen firsthand. Do you have any examples of stories or anything that you've seen from these gentlemen that do complete and do become uh, clean and graduate? Yes. We recently had an offender who went home. He had worked with our family unification therapist very diligently on uh, recognizing some of his own behaviors and things that he needed to change and modify. She also worked with his spouse, and she was able to see how she was actually enabling some of his behaviors. And so uh, the two of them had a very a great experience, and they've even asked the family unification therapist. Uh, they wanted to continue services with her also, uh, even though, you know, we can't really do that. So we were able to refer them to a community agency where they can both continue those therapy sessions. Wow, that is that is so great. And how did the wife get to learn more about how to help her husband's addiction? I mean, did they, was it over the phone? Was it face-to-face? -face? How did that look? This one was actually over the phone. Uh, they okay. had an over-the-phone session. That's great. Do, do you see that a lot of spouses are involved in this recovery process? So far, like we said, this program is very, very new. And so uh, this is one of our first cases that we actually got to kind of see all the way through. Yeah, I understand it's pretty new. I was reading the article in the Tennessee Department of Corrections Connection, and it seemed that you had a lot of visitors coming from all over the United States and actually even Guam to interview at your site. Yeah, so through the Department of Justice, we've been named a host site for residential treatment. And so with that, we did, uh, we recently had a webinar, and some of the people who attended that webinar were afforded the, the opportunity 
to come on site and see our program so that they could go back and see and set up their own program. We even had visitors as far as Guam. Well, that is super exciting. And did you see that a lot of the visitors that came from all over the United States and out of the country were ready to come back and implement it onto their sites? Or do you know how that process looked or how far they are into impl- into this implementation? don't really know how far they are. Uh, the visit was just last month. Okay. Uh, I do know that they left here with lots of great information. They requested several of our copies of our uh, different things we were doing here. Uh, lots of information. So we did send them out with lots of information, and all that information uh, was basically stuff that they requested themselves. So they were very eager to take some of these things back to their own facilities. That's so great. Did those uh, visitors get to meet any of the, the certified folks that went through the program, the patients that were certified? Yes. We actually had a sit-down question-and-answer session with some of our certified peer recovery specialists. They were blown away by them just their commitment to the program and what they had to offer. One of our certified peer recovery specialists has actually obtained his doctorate, so they were super impressed by that. And is there any sort of follow-up after they, you know, they graduate? Do you check in with them to see how they're doing, or is there a process behind that? Not at this point. Well, if they're released, if they're here, we can still follow them, of course. Yeah. But some of our offenders, uh, once they graduate or they're released, they can, they can go home after that. And so that's something that we're still kind of looking into on ways to keep track of all that so that we can see the success of our program. Yeah, I'm sure that would be helpful for you to report back on your numbers and see how everything's turning out. So that's, that is really exciting. You guys have a really great thing going over there, and it sounds like you're working really hard. Oh, yes, our staff is extremely dedicated. They had to come in on this thing, ground level, where everything, we were basically building the program as we were going. And since then, we've seen, we've made great strides. And I know you listed your staff earlier. I just wanted to know how big is your team, the number numbers wise. Oh wow, let's see. We have our program manager, who is the brain of the whole thing. She kind of structures everything. She does all the scheduling and makes sure that everything runs as it's supposed to. We also have uh, LADAC, a licensed alcohol and drug counselor, who takes care of the clinical piece of the program. We have underneath the LADAC, there are eight working counselors who are actually working towards uh, their license. Okay. Under the and so hopefully we'll get those people licensed soon. And then we have our family reunification therapist. Wow, that's a lot of layers of help. That's that's super impressive. And for those offenders or patients that are licensed or are certified, are they also points of contact for the patients that, that may need help when the staff is not around? Is that something that happens there? Yes, because they are certified through the state. They actually get the opportunity to facilitate groups in the absence of a therapist. They're also uh, on the units regularly just to provide that additional peer support. I'm sure that is a lot of good experience, especially working uh, peer-to-peer. I feel like that's probably a good way to get across to fellow offenders or patients. Does that work really well? That works really well. The guys seem to really, really enjoy that. And then the great thing about it for our certified peer recovery specialist is this is a certification that will follow them outside of the walls. Uh, once they go out into the community, once they themselves are released, then they can go into the community as a certified peer recovery specialist, and it can, it's a career opportunity for them. Are there any benefits to being a certified peer recovery specialist inside the walls? Yes, they receive pay. They're paid for that. And then they get that experience to work towards, you know, so that they'll have that experience once they go home. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. 
And then I also had a question, just out of curiosity, do you have a mirroring program for women? We do. Our sister facility, actually right across the walk, is the Women's Therapeutic Residential Center. And over there, they have a therapeutic community. Their program, the difference is that they kind of service, they're not opioid specific. Okay. So, but therapeutic uh, community over there as well. That's great. They certified peer recovery specialist. It works pretty similarly to yours, just minus the the opioid piece? Yes. Okay. So they do have structured meetings and probably the same layer of leadership that you have in your facility? They do. The only layer that they don't have is the program administrator. Our side, that's a unique piece of our program here. That's great. That is awesome. And what does this look like moving forward? Do you have a an idea of, of down the road how you're going to continue this or what you want to change or keep doing or any anything like that? Yeah, uh, of course, like you said, we kind of started this program out from scratch. So along the way, we've learned different things that we can tweak, things that we can make better. We're really, really excited about continuing to grow our family reunification piece. Uh, we, In the future, we would like to have way more family sessions. Uh, like I said, this piece has been very, very new. We've still been developing this, so I do foresee that coming in the future. We look forward to our program maybe expanding one day, maybe getting even bigger. So uh, I think the possibilities are endless right now. Well, being the first host site here in Tennessee, you guys are sure starting it with a bang. So a lot of uh, a lot of the other sites are going to have a big set of shoes to fill. So I mean, every day we're brainstorming and thinking of ways to make the program better. And so I think that uh, maybe next year this time there'll be even more pieces that we aren't that we don't already have working now. I think that we have a whole lot more to add to it. I'm sure your team has been working really hard to make this everything that it could be, and I think it's probably a huge honor to to be the first host site and only host site in the state of Tennessee. So congratulations on that. That must mean your staff has been showing some remarkable leadership qualities. So way to go. Kudos to you and your team. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for your time, Nakoba. Please tell your staff that everybody is cheering for you from Horizon, and we are so happy that you have joined us today. Thank you so much, and I will definitely pass it on. Have a nice day. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Horizon Radio. Tune in next week for another episode of Horizon Radio.